0: Thank you, everybody, for joining me here on Coming Home with John Allen. And this is Coming Home Commentary. We're going to talk about equal opportunity. Everybody's for that. Doesn't matter whether you're left or right or center. Equal opportunity. Let's get into it. Today, I want to read something. This is a study done by the University of Arizona in 2014. Uh, So it's not quite up to date, but I think it is quite relevant. I don't think too much has changed in the the few years since then. Let me read to you. A team of researchers from Arizona State University recently conducted a three-year study on the impact of having a criminal record on employment-related outcomes varying by race and gender the results published in criminal stigma race gender and employment an expanded assessment of consequences of imprisonment and employment reflect employment outcomes among black white and hispanic men and women now in this study the researchers ran two separate experiments and facilitated an employer survey for each experiment the researchers organized pairs of different applicants, including black men, black women, Hispanic men, Hispanic women, white men, and white women. And each pair included one person with a criminal record and one without. All pairs sent applications for the same jobs, and all skills and qualifications on resumes were matched. In the first experiment, they submitted more than 6,000 online applications for entry-level jobs in three job sectors including customer service, general and manual labor, and restaurant food service. In the second experiment, individuals applied to 60 jobs in person. And this is where it gets interesting. The survey of hiring managers was conducted with 49 employers who were included in the in-person job application experiment. There were several key findings but the one i want to address in this coming home commentary is this finding that white men with a criminal record with felony convictions had more positive responses than black men with no criminal record let me go over to tiffy y'all know her she is not afraid to speak her mind and here she is. What do you think of that, Tiffy? We're going to look at a video afterwards, but just going by the words of this study, what do you think so far?
1: Uh, I'm glad you sent me that study. I really uh, enjoyed reading it. It was, it was eye opener. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's absolutely true. I mean, I, I do understand that there are a lot of, um, you know, uh, people from a uh, Caucasia like I am, little white folk that will be getting um, upset about this because they don't want the the term white privilege to be brought up uh, because uh, most most white folk like me are raised to be good people and we don't want to believe that um, we're getting handed something that we didn't earn, you know what I mean? So when it comes down to this, it's 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 more of a societal, um, problem. This is this is built into our society.
0: The playing field is not level. There's a different starting point for black people uh, as opposed to white people. And in this case, in this study, there's a different starting point in that uh, white people with felony convictions, with a, with a criminal record, are at a starting position that is, in fact, in front of a black man with no criminal record. It's it's a it's it's interesting. It's sad. It's the truth. Uh, you heard the numbers I read off. It might sound kind of boring, but if people listen to the numbers I was reading off about how many participants and the way they broke up the groups, there were male, female, white, Hispanic, black, different. You know, there is a. It, it was it was quite the study. Uh, there were over six thousand participants, and here's the results they came up
1: with. Right. I mean, that was a huge starting number. So it's not like they did like a small sampling. I mean, we're talking about six thousand people that they they put out into the world. So you got 3,000 pairs of of, uh, people, white and black and um, uh, Latino as well, I believe you said. Um, So they're all going out in the world. They're all going applying for the same jobs. They all have the same qualifications. They had the right, they had the same qualifications to get the job. They had the same uh, ability, the same car, they had everything. They had all the things they needed.
0: And I also like that they did both online job applications and in-person applications.
1: That was key. So basically what it's saying is that the the playing field is not level. It just isn't level. Um, it's if, if all, thing, all things considered, if everything was 100% correct, does the color of my skin affect my ability to get a job? And the answer is a an emphatic yes. It is a huge yes.
0: Yes, And I think that that is a very important answer. This is a very important study because we hear constantly, constantly from the political and social right, pull up your bootstraps, stop talking about race. You have just as much opportunity as we do. Study after study. And this particular study, which we reference, it shows that the opportunity, I, I think everybody will say that they are for equal opportunity. Now, I'm for equal opportunity. Now, the right will twist that and say, yeah, but you can't expect the same results. Well, I didn't say I expect the same results because after the opportunity, there comes that individual effort and, and, and things like that. So I don't expect the same yeah. results. Uh, all things being equal, the results should be fairly equal, but period. Regardless, no matter what, the opportunity, the access to opportunity, should be equal.
1: Right. It's it's just getting your foot in the door, and that's the problem. Because I mean, if you get, uh, you know, if if you get people's foot in the door, then they can show you who they are as a person. But we're talking about, I mean, if you know, personalities outside of of this, it's just the fact that you showed up with your black face. That you have less of an opportunity that i would coming for the same job with the same qualifications and not only that but it also goes as far as uh i mean we can go deeper into when people get pay raises black people are less likely to get a pay raise bank, um, loans. But bank loans uh you know car loans anything like that even housing hello hello
0: That's a huge one. And so if the redlining, redlining is not a thing of the past. Uh, Redlining is, is current. And, and and quite applicable to the inequalities uh, of today. Uh, for people who think that there's no issue with uh, the inequality when it comes to bank loans, and think about it, bank loans are the pathway or can be a pathway. It's it's quite a significant pathway towards the betterment of your day-to-day life. So people who don't think that there's any racism in that, any systemic or structural racism in that, they can look at the two lawsuits that are going on uh, with uh I don't want to say the wrong it sounds about like huge yeah. hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars involved in these lawsuits because they have been caught. It has been proven right. that they discriminate against black people when it comes to giving loans, whether it's business loans or, or housing loans. So, so this is an issue. Uh, let me pivot just a little bit. You started to say something, and I think I know what you were getting at. You started to say something about how a lot of white people react when these subjects are brought up. Um, one thing that I always say is that no problem, no societal problem is going to go away if we don't talk about it. And then within that, that discussion, the fact that it's spoken about is not a finger pointing, not for me anyway, it's not a finger pointing at the individual. It's a finger pointing at the situation, at the structural at the system. Uh, exactly. At the systemic or structural inefficiency that creates or perpetuates that problem. It's not a personal finger pointing, a personal blaming.
1: No, no, it's not a personal blaming, but I do see like with, with white folks, they get upset because they say, you know, I mean, you know me, I grew up in the trailer park. Did I have privilege? No, I didn't have privilege, but did I have white privilege? I sure enough hell did because I could go shopping in a grocery store without being followed. And I can walk in there with the comfort of knowing that I would not be followed. Um, I, can, I can get pulled over by the cops and, and not be afraid that, you know, they're going to tell me to step out of the car, that kind of thing. So I do have white privilege. I don't have financial privilege, but I do have the opportunities that Black folk don't have. I do have the opportunities of getting the job. I have the name. My name is not Shaniqua, so my or or you know Latonda or anything like that. So my my application for that job does not go right in the trash. Right, now right, I right. I I didn't understand what what's in a name before I moved here to Norway because then my now my normal white name Tiffany Troutman now Troutman. That's a foreign name, it's not Hans. Great Olson. point. So now I'm feeling I mean, I can't say that I'm feeling what black people feel, but now I feel what it's like to, based on what I was born, to have my application thrown in a trash.
0: Yeah, you, know, you white, know, white privilege is real. I, I joke with my wife and I tell her, if you woke up as black as me, you'd. you'd- Pro- you probably jump out a window. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it it, it, it is a thing, and that is no kind of finger pointing at individuals, but mm. it is just shining a light on something that is factual. Yes. Uh, systemic okay. if, wide.
1: Systemic wise, and if we're talking about jobs, uh, I do remember being on a, a hiring team to hire someone. And we got uh, there was a young black lady that came in and she applied for the job. She had great qualifications and everything. And she spoke so well and she, you know, did, you know, she had what what it takes to get the job. And I remember when she walked out the room, the people that was with me, they turned around and looked at each other. I mean, we ended up hiring her, but they looked at each other and they looked with surprise and they said, wow, she speaks so articulately. Uh uh-huh. And I don't know why that bothered me probably because why are you surprised that she speaks articulately? This is a high-end job. Of course you should speak articulately, but I, it turns out because she's black
0: and she doesn't. Well, and that, and that shows how common this is. And it's, it's so common that I, I do believe there are a lot of people who perpetuate these things without meaning to, it's just, they've, that they're, they're just so used to it. There's, so used to looking sideways at that black sounding name or that foreign sounding name on that job application. And in their mind, they're not being racist. They don't even realize they're being anything at all. But this is in our system. This is something that we see every day. This is something that we are going to talk about in coming home commentary. Tiffy, thank you so much for your input. And uh, we'll we'll have you back on shortly. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Remember, go to my website at johnallenpod.com. That's J O H N A L A N P O D.com. That's where you're going to find my audiobook. You want to know more about me? You want to hear what I'm all about and where I came from and why and how? It's all right there in my audiobook. And it's me reading it, by the way. Check it out.